That is our trigger ham horn. Yeah. Consider it a trigger warning because the topics in this podcast may not be something you want to listen to. Uh, yeah. yeah. Might be a little uncomfortable. May Might offend you. be a little bit... Uh, Disturb your constitution. Yeah. Yeah. And also maybe things said about certain cultures that you may not agree with or want to hear about. Again, this is just a podcast about our opinions on things. They're exactly. Just, yes. So it, this is not law... At all. It is. What I say <laughs> Just, goes. Again, the trigger warning of... I'm sorry. <laughs> As AJ and McCall drop the mic on psycho documentaries. Yeah. Yes. Now, if you have been anywhere around the internet... At all. Basically not under a rock. You have probably heard about at least a few of the documentaries that Netflix has released. We've already covered one. Fire Festival was a big one. Yep. Mm-hmm. That continues to stay in the news as Ja Rule made an announcement he's going to do it again. Because <laughs> he's a genius. Right? Yes. But, Good old uh, Ja Rule. A couple of the other ones, and I think the reason why, especially around here, a couple of the other ones that have gotten attention are the Ted Bundy tapes and Abducted in Plain Sight, both having mm-hmm. ties to Utah. Correct. Yes. And we have all watched them. And are going to get into them for various reasons. One, I think, is for Utah history. Another one is for lack of intelligence. And a little bit more um, deep diving on understanding. Oh, for sure. Always, always understanding. But the the first one was the Ted Bundy tapes and and starting there, McCall. Now, we both have, we've done a podcast on why we think serial killers are interesting. We defended that whole taboo interest that people have had mm-hmm. and we've read about it and we've read about Ted Bundy that being said was there anything to you about the tapes that stood out more disturbing more eye-opening after hearing him use his own voice to speak throughout the four episode series you know there's there's a lot because again I don't I'm, I'm so nervous to like offend anybody I really am do it we already am horn triggered warning <laughs> oh okay so a lot of the things that I found interesting with Ted Bundy if you haven't seen the seen the tapes yet you need to go check it out it's it's very interesting it's very uh, I, I I'm very baffled at how smart he is like I don't know how to even express how how almost amazed I am at how smart he is, how manipulative and cunning he was to think, okay, this is what they are thinking I'm going to do and then go the complete opposite direction because he knew how people were going to think of him and how they were going to think. Just the calculation of everything was very interesting. Um, Something that I don't think I really expected after like knowing the history of Ted Bundy and understanding this is I think the... Maybe the documentation from some of the, like the cops, the agents, the people that dealt with him in Florida, seeing the way that they said, yes, this is how he was, he started freaking out. And then on the turn of a dime, he was fine. Right. So fine. And but- that's, I think that was the most interesting to me because I've known people that that has been the case. Right. And so then it's like, oh, wait a second. Like, I know plenty of people that that's the the situation. They're aggressively this direction, this direction, this direction, this direction, and then instantly change over to this, like, oh, no, everything's fine. And it's shocking and a little bit makes me a little bit uneasy. Yeah, I think that one of the interesting things to me before you even dive deeper into it is the amount of discussion that has arisen 
And by discussion, I would consider it more disagreements because I think people have just gotten upset and wanted to vent about it. But the amount of disagreements that releasing that has brought about, there's people that have thrown a fit that people have admitted Ted Bundy's attractive. There are people that have thrown a fit yeah. that Zephron is playing him because Zephron is attractive. Is attractive. There's people that have thrown a fit about, uh, you know, oh, what? and there's people who have tried to dismiss it like, well, he only did this because of... You know, in the time in, that he was existed in, which I actually disagree with. Well, I, think I do that too. He would have been become become more notorious quicker. Agreed. But one of the reasons he had success and it talked about it was that he found the holes where he could operate in, and, and he, that's how he operated. And he yep. understood the way that things went, and the way that the way that the detectives would be looking for him, and the way that people would be protecting themselves because there was a killer on the loose and the the fact that I mean, he, he could break the, it all the down rape pamphlet for the Seattle right, detective force which is just it's baffling to think how far back he went in in time to be able to do these kinds of things how far back his history is to be able to do these kinds of things now touching on the uh, attractiveness that you were talking about that's the whole thing like yeah. Carol Boone that ended up marrying him afterwards said that she was so attracted to him. People were attracted to Ted Bundy. And so people are getting triggered right now because they're saying, how dare you be attracted to Ted Bundy? How dare you be attracted to this man? He was a charming, cunning, very intelligent individual. Well, I think people are looking through it with 2020 glasses and also rose-colored glasses saying, well, I would oh, never for sure. fall for that. We did the Fry Festival thing. It was the same. The Fire, Fire Festival, Festival thing. Right. It's Fry. It's stupid. It's Fire Festival thing. And they talked about how the perception you make to the public convinces other ones. It's the same thing with Bundy. There's plenty of times where he was a suspect. And people were like, no. No, he's, he's a not. Nice guy. He knows what he's doing. He's got history with, with all of these other people. And yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I just I, totally I wanted agree. to say this just all part of the manipulation. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think a manipulation is going to be a large part of this podcast. Um, before we go on further, though, we need to introduce producer Butters, who is on uh, the podcast. We just right into yeah, it yeah we need warning. to. Yeah, we need to introduce <laughs> intern Young Gun, who's also in the studio. Yeah, howdy, howdy, and introduce intern Tiny Tim, who is also in the studio. Hello, with his neato beanie. <laughs> Utah people, people that are from Utah. Hey, that's me. Did that's it all? do anything? No, for your perception of it, because obviously Ted Bundy's not originally from Utah, but right. Ted Bundy operated in Utah, so he's part of sort of the history of Utah. Right. Does did it do anything when it went into the description and his and his tapes and all that? Anything to your knowledge, perception, view of him tied to Utah history at all? I think he manipulated the church really well. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. I agree that he, he manipulated yeah. the church. And say what you will um, with the church. In Utah, there's really not separation of church and state. You know, right. there should be. There's not. It, that's just That just is what it is. Well, I was going to say back in the day, you know, that, that really wasn't the case. Like it wasn't separated. It was pretty right. Much well, even now, hand. even now, you still you still see the 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 resemblance with it. But I think I think producer Butters is right. He did manipulate the church very well. He did a really good job of putting on this face. He did a really, really, really good job of putting on this face and creating this false alter ego. You know, things that I was kind of interested with. I was talking to one of my friends about Ted Bundy actually right. and his house in I think it's in. Cottonwood Canyon, Big Cottonwood Canyon, no, Immigration Canyon, excuse me. It's an Immigration Canyon, and the cellar is still there. And so you can go up there, because I think his house burned down or something, and so you can still go up there and go see the cellar, because they think that there are still bodies that are up there, because they had, what, 30 people that he killed? He killed 30 women, and there were oh, like yeah. 15 Jane Doe's, 15 that they can't find. 
That's just nuts. It's crazy. Young Gun, Utah question. Well, here's the other thing, though. Like, do you think that maybe, like, most of his victims, do you think maybe he just said that he did it to get more publicity? I don't, I don't know, because I've also, I also had that thought. Because I think that there's a possibility. Like, what if he didn't kill all of them? Right. But he took credit for it for public, you know, for the public view. Yeah. yeah. You know, and with a lot of them where he had the remains of some of them, I can see it. But where he didn't, I, I had that exact same thought when they popped up. Because towards the end of the Ted Bundy docuseries and the Burn, Burn Bundy Burn episode, there's a picture that pulls up with all of the pictures of the women and the victims that were that were a part of his, his killing spree. And the women and the victims, they're, again, there are like 15 Jane Doe's that we have no idea who they were. Yeah. And he didn't name them by name. And he didn't even know where the bodies were. Right. And you know, so when it's they like, asked him, he did didn't you really, really kill give 30 them a people? clear answer. Right. Did you really kill 30 people? <laughs> yeah. It's probably all of a blur, though. I mean, after you've, I guess, killed it so could, many I think, of them. Yeah. I yeah. think it is because I think what you see in the, I think arrogance is part of it. But Absolutely. I think what you saw with him finally getting caught is you just kind of, he was so meticulous, and yeah. then being on the run for so long, it kind of warped his his intelligence and mentality. Yeah. And so he was obviously not as meticulous in Florida, and that's what ultimately got him caught. And so I think there's something to be said about kind of losing part of it. He mentioned how he had to drink to do it, blacking out for part of it, not remembering part of it. I think there's a lot of different factors there that would block out some of it. You know, and it gets me a little bit curious about the his his own personality because obviously he had come back with uh what what was it it was it wasn't manic bipolar but it was something like that it's manic depressive no it was like manic depressive or something like that oh. I can, it was manic depressant manic uh bipolar yeah manic because there was three swings yeah, yeah and yeah. that's i i can't even express to you this that one uh kind of hits pretty close to me and it Honestly, it makes me kind of nauseous. But um, with that, it, it makes me very curious about his his personality outside of it. If it's a if he's more of a an addictive personality, it kind of seems like he would be because it would be it, it became this thing that he was kind of addicted to, addicted to going and killing people, addicted to the thrill of it, addicted to doing these kinds of things. Well, yeah, and yeah. you know how later. He um, mentioned pornography. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get addicted to pornography. And you know when some people, you know, they take drugs and then it become, becomes like it's not enough. You right. need more you of need it. You need more. Mm -hmm. You know, that's basically probably how it started was pornography. And then he needed more because, you know, pornography wasn't doing it for him. Right. So he had to, you know, step it up and, you know, until he was right. killing people and raping. And on on that point... Um, with pornography again, I don't want to. I do not want to make people angry, but I might. Um, I think that there there needs to be just as a side note, there needs to be more education when it comes to that. When it comes to understanding our own personalities, understanding the way that we are um, genetically coded, I think there needs to be more understanding because some people have addictive personalities. Some yes. people have get addicted very quickly to, to different, different things. And some people just don't, some people can quit cold Turkey if they wanted to, they just do it because they want to. And if you don't want to do it anymore, you're just done. And 
I don't know. I think that's something that's, it's, it's very interesting for me to understand the way that the human mind works and what's different from Bundy that's different from me. Like why, what makes him, he's so smart. He's yeah. so intelligent. He's so cunning and so charming. What makes his mind operate that way? Oh, well, they said in the show, a piece of his brain where he feels sympathy doesn't work. It's just broken. Yeah, it's blocked. Yeah. yeah, that's so nuts. Well, the, the addictive personality thing is something to talk about, too, but the fact he mentioned that in the in the tapes, too, that whenever he felt like he had that urge again, he'd leave his wife. So I think he had some control over it. I think that he... Addiction, maybe a uh, different brain, maybe he wired a different way. But he talked about how like the, she was never in danger because he would leave, right? So that she was never actually in danger. So there was at least some sense of control on his part. Right? That's crazy, man. It is. It's it's so that's like, crazy. That's like knowing you're going to turn into a werewolf and leaving. Basically, before, right? You know? Exactly. That's crazy. It's yeah. like understanding understanding the way that your brain works. And again, it just goes back to how smart he was. How freaking smart he was. Because sure, we can understand ourselves. Like, I can understand when I've got a freaking headache coming on. And I can be like, oh, i got to take some medicine right now. And (laughs) sometimes I just don't. Sometimes I just don't know when there's a headache or something coming on like that. And it's like, then I suffer because I I didn't take any medicine. And obviously, this is totally different from killing somebody to taking medicine. But it's interesting that he knew his tics. He knew the way that it would trigger for him to go into yeah. this killing spree and he took the the time the effort to make sure that his wife girlfriend fiance whatever she was to not get hurt yeah it's crazy uh, okay curious tim since he was caught in florida i mean i don't know what did you know about ted bundy growing up because it's fascinating to me like with abducted in plain sight too people have messaged me like oh my gosh they stopped in logan utah that's crazy and so there's kind of a connection there but i'm kind of curious if it's something similar to for you since he was caught in florida there's always something crazy going on in Florida. So. That's fair. That's fair. Flor- <laughs> like you yeah, said, like true. oh my god ted bundy florida's like oh who's this guy yeah, like, Fair. like, hey, welcome to Florida. Yeah, yeah. hey. <laughs> Please one don't of kill you. anyone else. <laughs> My name's Jeff. Welcome to the community. Right. <laughs> Are you a psychopath? No, <laughs> no, danger. <laughs> welcome. Uh, um, speaking of the addiction, though, McCall, I'm kind of curious, uh, not to make an excuse for him, but the mental course. side, I think, is something that's really interesting because... Um, it's something I've gotten a discussion with, uh, mm-hmm. especially working on the side of country radio, not to stereotype, but there's certain kind of attitudes when it comes towards masculinity that come out of normally right. that yeah. genre of yeah. music. And, um, you know, they, the investigators wanted to point the coincidence between or the similarities between the girl that broke his heart and then the girls that he would abduct. And he said, that's not the case. Right. But I think there's something there about the... I don't know, the depression, you talk about his clinical depression, right? And then you mix it with heartbreak. And then that they, if you read the Wikipedia, it talks about the reason she broke up with him is because she said, you're not going anywhere in life. I don't, I don't want to be involved with you. And all of a sudden he figures out the political stuff and he becomes one of the most famous mass murderers ever. Right. So I think it's something that wasn't really covered a ton in the tapes, but it's no. something that I think is interesting as an exterior factor. Like maybe there's this, you talk about the difference between serial killers and normal people. Here's something that everyone experiences, but right. this is how... 
it splintered for him. You know, I think there are a lot of people that can relate to this. Somebody tells you specifically, you're not going to do anything with your life. Yeah. You're hot garbage. Why Why am I even with you? Why are you doing this job? You sound like trash. I don't know why, you, why you're here anymore. You're not going to succeed. You're not going to do anything. And for some people, that makes them depressed. Some people, that makes them uh, very very put down obviously first first and foremost you always get put down with that but second of all you usually for me i know that when people have told me you're not going to do anything with your life it's always been like well watch me and that's always been something that's that's been a motivation for me and i think that was the same case with ted bundy i think it was probably a motivation for him when they said when she said you're not doing anything with your life i think something probably broke and obviously he loved her. There was a there was an immense love for her. And I think that once his heart was broken, he realized, you know what? I I know how I can get away with murder, really. I think I think it was I'll show her I'll show her I can do this. I can I can be somebody. But not only can I be somebody, I can be the first <laughs> real of of this Almost, almost. Uh, <laughs> the best of the best. Yeah, sir. <laughs> yeah, like the best of the best with with killing people. And yeah. I just, I'm very, I can understand it uh, psychologically speaking, wanting to be the best of the best with X, Y, or Z. But why murder? Why is it just because nobody else had done it? And so it's like, a, oh yeah, mm, first. First, no uh, one's well, going to try and I catch think, me either. No one's going to try and top me. Who's going to try and go through and kill more than 30 people? I think going back to Gutter's point, because uh, he mentioned that too, that uh, the original purpose the first time he did it was just for the sexual gratification, but then murder became the easiest way to, and the most efficient way to rid the evidence. Yeah. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Because basically all he probably wanted to do was you know, fulfill his sexual needs. Right. Yeah. But then if he did that and let them get away... Yeah, yeah, and that's true. He had to get rid of them. Then the know? evidence is gone, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that makes yeah. sense. I mean, it, it shouldn't make sense, but it makes sense to lay it out like that, you know? When we talked about the fire Festival, we, we drew some similarities between uh, Billy in the, in the fire Festival, but the, the people like that in the as kind of the modern-day version of, of serial killers in terms of the way they're wired. And I, I think one of the big lines was the arrogance. Mm-hmm. Arrogance at some point, like your empathy, because uh, Tim mentioned that the part of his brain that felt sympathy and empathy and all that was blocked. Right. And so the empathy disappears, and so you just keep doing it, and that's what that's what it, you really came to realize at the end of the, the fire Festival documentary. And it's really, I think, part of what downfalled Bundy, because right. they talked about his lawyers talked about it, and said that he just sabotaged everything we were trying to do. Right, and and there's a point where they said that like we think we could have gotten him off, and then he just ruined it. Right, and I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I think it has to be has to be his whole arrogance. It has to be the whole. I'm better than everybody. And you, you could see throughout the documentary and throughout the way that he was even talking to the the interviewer on the Ted Bundy tapes, you could hear it in his voice. The arrogance, the, the I've got it better than everybody else. I can do it better than everybody else. Nobody can catch me. Nobody can even no. pinpoint me down to this, down to this. And uh, it goes down to basically the bite marks. And the thing that's so interesting to me uh, is... Now with bite marks, that's our teeth are the way that our teeth are, are existing in our face is really a way that the 
cops can find mm-hmm. your DNA, your genetic coding, all of that. And it's so interesting that this was like the very first real case that they used bite marks on. Yeah. And everyone's like, this is stupid. I can't believe that you're using this. This can't be evidence. You can't say, oh, his teeth are crooked. So I was going to say, this is that was like the first start of right. uh, other cop agencies talking to each other right. or states. Because mm-hmm. before then they weren't. Because nothing like this had ever that, happened. That's always, at that point. There's no internet, right? That's always such a fascinating story to me. Because like the the reason the fire escape was invented is because a clothing factory burned down and people couldn't escape. It's kind of it's always amazing. <laughs> it's true. It's right. There's it's a like, bunch of women that got stuck on the top floor and just died because they couldn't go anywhere. But it's always amazing to me that, and I know that obviously a, a tragedy is going to trigger. Okay, what can we do to prevent it? But it's amazing to me that no one was like, hey. Cop agencies should totally work together. Yeah, We're we should totally be talking with each other. Here. Right. Well, uh, and not to sidetrack at all, but like the radio is the same way. Like right. with radio, we communicate with other radio stations right. and other, other people to be able to better ourselves right. based off of their example and based off of what they have implemented already. And I, I, it's crazy that they didn't talk before then. And I understand it because I get it. It was the 70s and 80s and there was no real reason to be talking with people. I'm just so, I'm still so shocked and amazed really at how smart he was, at how smart he was to think, to put together the rape pamphlet for Seattle. Was it Seattle? Seattle detective. To, to do that, to work as a detective for X amount of time, to leave, to understand study the way psychology. that, to study psychology, to be able to understand it, to study law, to get into politics, to get into law school, to do all of this and be one of the smartest people and then realize that well, maybe I won't make it as a politician. Well, maybe I won't make it as this, but they're going to remember me still. It's just yeah. a, it's just a, almost an attention grab. It's almost like a, I need to be famous. Well, that's, that was kind of a recurring theme through the tapes too, is that he always played off that he didn't want to be the center of attention, but he, he was a narcissist. He loved, loved it. Loved it, right. Loved it. Thrived in it. Yeah, because he talked about there was that specific uh, radio host that went from Seattle to Denver at the exact same time, and he yep. and Bundy knew his name probably because he read about it because he loved Knowing, knowing people were yep. talking about him. Yep. No, I agree. It's just the the one that got me to, and I get the the lack of of police technology and all that, but the fact that they had eyewitnesses the day he kidnapped those two girls from the beach, and they yeah. still couldn't pin it on him. And, yeah. like, and then he gets yeah. so he goes to Utah, he goes to Denver, he goes to Florida. Like could have been done right there. Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Now, as bad as, as the Ted Bunny one is. Oh gosh, wrong, here we go. It's bad. Abductive plain sight to me is way worse. I was disturbed. Yeah. So, it's so yeah. bad. Weird. Yeah. It was like, crazy. Like, this is something that, like, never... I no. mean, the Ted Bundy stuff never should have happened, but this really should never have never Never should have happened. happened. Right. <laughs> I agree. So this one was, was uh, in chronological order actually before. Right. And it only has to really do with... Well, I guess technically the the, the person of interest has mul- multiple... Uh, uh, Situations and yeah, multiple victims, but it focuses on just the one family. But AJ has so many words to say about this. Parents are the dumbest people on the planet. They're the dumbest people on the planet, and you cannot tell me that forty years changes my attitude on this. Like no. the way in which they handled every step is almost the exact wrong answer. Right. It's mm-hmm. like they got true false, and they said, "Okay, that's the right answer." So I'm going to do the exact opposite, and it's it's. 
unbelievable to right. me. Like Ted Bundy, I like we've talked about serial killers. I get it. He was charming. We've seen it. You could yeah. you can examine from yeah. serial killers to modern day swindlers and scam artists. There's ties there. The stupidity in which these parents exercise on a regular basis blows my mind. Now, with AJ being lit over this whole thing. So much. So much lit. I I almost honestly feel bad for the parents. No. I do. <laughs> nope. And I know that that's going to get me a lot of grief. I, I honestly almost feel bad for the parents. If you haven't seen Abducted in Plain Sight, you've got to watch it. This girl in Pocatello, of all places, Pocatello. gets abducted not once, but twice. She gets abducted two times. Same guy that abducts her. And yeah. the thing that is so... Again, it goes back to the manipulation. It goes back to the fact that this guy was so smart to be able to figure out how to put in place uh, blackmail, to be able to put in place mm-hmm. a blackmail way before yeah. she was old enough yeah. to even mm-hmm. be able to go with him and get married in Mexico. Like the fact that he was so smart putting that into play, making friends with the with the parents, having an affair with his wife with with the guy's wife and dad dad. for heaven's sakes i was like he manipulated every one of them to get what he wanted exactly the blackmail the manipulation the amount of time that was spent yeah creating this plan is Mm -hmm. shocking it's so shocking to me i completely agree with what you said except aj he could have been stopped Every step of the way by common sense. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Right. He put the blackmail in. He was very intelligent about how right. he went about it. But I don't think you... I don't. Where I have a problem with this is, like, after he did the thing with the mom and the dad... Right. ...and blackmailed him, I think that the perception I of them, you know, in the community, because they, I think they were Mormon... Right. They uh, were in Pocatello want, of all places. They didn't it's want a tiny other little people town. knowing that, mm-hmm. he, that she had done this and he had done, he had done that. Because back in that time, that was a big deal. Right. No, here's here's I I get it. I get the gay thing. I totally get it. I get the. Well, adult, it's not I even that. The it's the, no, it's I get the, the adultery, the gay. Thing. I get all of it. I get the blackmail. I get. I understand that there are different rules in in that religion in this community than I am used to. I get it. My biggest problem though is, and I don't have kids, but this is the reason why. When people ask me why I don't have kids, and I wrote a blog article about it on the website. It's because other people suck. <laughs> it's part of it. Yeah. No, but but I've been you, you get told by my is frustrated as I get with my parents. My dad, the one thing he implemented me and it's true as all is when you have kids, that's it. Those are your focus. It's not you. It's them, and that's what drives me insane. Because as I wrote in my article, there are so many people that I went to high school with that have kids, and they're like, "Okay, I'm going to go live my life and do what I want." It doesn't work that no, way. Your, your kids are completely right. changed. Right. And my biggest problem with it is that. They sacrificed their daughter so they could not look bad. Right. They threw their daughter to the wolves so, oh my gosh, people wouldn't hate them. Ted Bundy disappeared in four states. Move! Move! Go to Georgia and change your name! <laughs> right. They threw their daughter away. It blows my mind. You know, and I, I can I can agree with AJ <laughs> agree on this on to a too. point. Um, with, with the mentality of it, again, we go back to how much... This they called him B. How much B built this trust with this family? B for Badoosh. <laughs> for Badoosh, <laughs> the family 
obviously trusted him so much and and so much so because I think of the sexual relationship that he had had with both parents. I think that that immediately <laughs> constitutes this trust that just is is automatically given. And I don't remember. I I assume that B apologized after. Uh, to the parents in a, in a, oh yeah that's right way. right so so, yeah. so now now he did that but you go back to it and you go back to the trust that is built and um you go back to the trust that is built in this and you go back to the trust that is built in the culture and in pocatello and I'm trying to tread very lightly here because I do not want to tick people off. It's okay. Go ahead. The trust that is built is something that is automatically assumed. You see these men that are are of higher stature in, in this organization and you trust them because they have uh, the certain authority and the certain power to be able to be not above you, but but have a level of trust that you automatically give to these people. It's just something that is assumed. You give this trust to the, these people and it's something that is a, it's a very trusting um, situation. You trust everybody in, in this organization because you would never think that somebody would do something like that. And heaven forbid that you talk about it because this is something that you don't talk about. This is not acceptable to talk about. And with with the, the story itself, they even said there weren't really pedophiles or um, they didn't really have a word. They didn't really it. have anything like that, especially in Pocatello. Like <laughs> Pocatello. I mean, it's so close to you. T- I, I, you I know. know. The, uh, and and that organization. I, I wanted to bring up. Uh, it's kind of the same thing with the Warren Jeffs thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He took mm-hmm. advantage of. Look, I am at the higher power. Yep. Like, and that's. Yeah, I I agree. And, and people look up to that, and they don't know any different because they've been so brainwashed. Right. I want to say Warren Jeffs brainwashed. Oh my gosh! Everybody. Warren Jeffs did brainwash. I'm not saying that everybody. that organization no, no, brainwashes no, of, people. No, I'm just saying not. that Warren Jeffs t- took advantage of the situation. Well, but you take this situation, you take the situation with the Birch Tolds and the I don't even remember what their family was, but you take this situation Morons. with <laughs> and Jan's family, and you see the way that B manipulated her with with the tape recorder and the the aliens that said you have this mission right at such I, no, a young that. age I get that. like it is devastating to see it's the same kind of situation with Warren Jeffs like you're saying with the brainwashing and mm-hmm. you take it this guy has seen that these people in in the organization have the trust for these these um older men that have authority Mm -hmm. and you see the trust that is given in in this organization and i'm not saying it's bad i'm not at all but i'm saying that he saw and he took it and he manipulated it and he created this nasty terrible situation and i feel devastated for that poor 12 year old girl that got taken out of of this situation brainwashed into thinking she had to have a baby by the time that she was 16 years old with this man it's devastating to me it's so heartbreaking this needs to be a conversation and obviously this wasn't a conversation that was had in the 70s but Mm -hmm. this needed to be a conversation and this needs to be a conversation still if you have any questions about anything freaking question everything yeah. Everything. I, and see, that's that's the part. So I'm sure there are people who well, in the 70s, blah, blah, and I get that. And right. I, like I get the thing with the kid, like you know, 
the imagination, infatuation, young love, puppy love, y'all been this. They're all very powerful things. So I get that it's very easy to be creative and manipulate the kid. I hate the parents. I do not feel bad for them. They 100% they, it's not, they didn't screw up once. They didn't screw up twice. They screwed up consistently. The it's, mom is saying as much in, the, their in the beginning fault part. As the, it is B's fault. Yeah, and I want to get, I'll get to that in a second. But, Absolutely. but in the beginning part of the documentary, the mom says, the daughter disappears, and the mom says, I pick up the phone, call the FBI. They're closed. You got to call Butte, Montana. And she goes, well, I don't want to make a thing out of this and doesn't call for two days. Two days your daughter is gone. I know. That is insane to me. If my dog was gone for two hours, I'd go find it. I know. Well, that's, that's obviously I've never had anybody. Well, rephrase because I have had somebody missing and I know the very first thing that I did when that person went missing was I called the police. Yes. We went to put out a missing person re- report in a- a- APB. Is that what it is? Yes. Mm-hmm. We, we went to put out an APB and we weren't allowed to do it until 24 hours after. And so uh, being able to put this in. Now, obviously, they understood what was going on. Then they put out a missing persons report. And I don't know what the process for it was back in the 70s. I have no idea. I have no idea what the process for it was. Obviously, we don't have cell phones in our cars we can't be calling and saying hey where the h are you and the cops don't talk to each other so no and so <laughs> we're yeah because this is before ted bundy because they started talking after ted bundy right but we don't have this conversation of hey we need to figure out where these people are and it's it's really devastating that this that they didn't call that they didn't call but again I have no idea on a timeline scale of when is acceptable to call the cops and when is acceptable to like not. You know what I mean? Like if the car was to go missing or something, obviously they would have to walk back to some podunk town to see if they could borrow a stranger's landline and call home or use a payphone. I forgot those existed. (laughs) But, you know. Plague devil's advocate, if all of those reasons are legitimate for why I can't be mad for the first part. Just play devil's advocate. They sent her on a plane up to Jackson Hole after he had already kidnapped her once. And the reason was because my daughter was mad at me. I know. Oh my gosh, be a parent. <laughs> we ran a PSA this morning about how you got to make sure your kids buckle the seatbelts, don't move the car. Who cares if they get mad? Be a parent. You have right. three kids. Right. If you can't handle it, oh, I'm this, this documentary infuriates me beyond belief in <laughs> the pure stupidity in which these parents operate in. I can agree with you. I mean, bring these why? parents on. I agree. I need to. I need to say something to them. Why? You know? <laughs> right. Why in the world did you say? Oh, you know what? I'm gonna drive you from Pocatello to Salt Lake and send you to Jackson Hole. Like, I don't understand why you would do that in the first place. Your daughter, at this point in time, was what, 14? Do what all parents did I think in she the was sitcoms of the 70s. Send her to an all-girls school. Send her to a freaking boot camp, okay? <laughs> like, I understand he that... He did. That, right, <laughs> I understand that she thought that this was... What what was supposed to happen? I understand that she thought, I need to accomplish this mission. I cannot imagine the immense amount of pressure that got put directly on her shoulders because of this imaginative, fake world that these these aliens were coming from that she had to repopulate the Earth with, or the, the alien planet with. I cannot imagine the immense amount of stress that was put on her shoulders for this specific thing. It's devastating that First and foremost, I think it goes back to the parents. First and foremost, 
I think it's devastating that she could not, she did not talk to her parents. And I understand that B was like, you can't talk to your parents about this. That was something that was literally pounded in my head as a kid. Pounded in my head. Anything weird happens, you talk to me. I freaking called my mom yesterday because I got my teeth filled. Like, I call my mom every day of my life. And I think it's devastating that they didn't have, she didn't really have that because this guy had had brainwashed her again she's 12 so i don't know what would have happened if i were in this specific situation i had been brainwashed i had been taken away and told that i had to repopulate this planet she probably had so much stress on her shoulders which is why she shut down which is why she was mad at them which is why she was acting like a total psycho so really when she was home i agree i don't i don't blame the girl at all there's so much manipulation and and brainwashing that happened i get it like she's she doesn't have the capacities, I think, to handle it. Yeah. I, I get it. Which is why he which, chose her at 12. Which is why I want to go back to the point Gunnar brought up before I got to yell and scream for five minutes. <laughs> is who, who, how do you assign blame in this? Like, I'm curious as to how you break it down because to me, there's four parties. There's B, who's obviously a piece of crap. There's the parents, who are obviously pieces of crap. And then there's B's wife, who's obviously a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. Right. I think the blame, first off, goes to B. Yeah. Done. Because he's the one that came up I with the whole mastermind. Not. Right. Why is he at fault first? I don't know why first? you assign him blame. I would put him at fault first. Uh, as far as second and third, I... Because let's not forget, his wife's the one that orchestrated the blackmail to get rid of the affidavit. I know. And that's why I'm trying to figure out if she's... She's got to be second. We didn't have more discussion behind her. Where did she come from? Did she know this was happening? Is it something that she gets off on? Like, what is happening? But I happening? think as a spouse, you want to do everything you do to that's, you can to protect your, your husband. Right, and so right? you don't know. It's hard to know not being there. Yeah. I don't think that I, I don't think I would blame her because oh, I, I don't, think, that, oh, I I don't would. think she knew. Oh, I would. To the extent. I would. I would put two and three, I think, are tied between, between the, the parents and the wife because I do not know the whole backstory on her. I don't know the wife on the wife's nah, she story. She wasn't really a focus. No, really and I think I would mm-hmm. love to hear more information about Did her. Did anyone else speak? Just speaking purely of a, a yeah. the video standpoint. Anybody else think the just random interjections of his brother were kind of weird? Oh yeah, yeah. totally, yeah. totally. Like the first clip, he's like, "Yeah, he was he was a douchebag. We all knew it." <laughs> and then he comes back and defends him, and then he was like, "Yeah, I gave him a job." Like what? What? And then he's like, "Yeah," and he died. It's like he was so random. What? All of these random freaking comments. Uh, no, I'm I'm totally with you. I I just wish back on topic. I wish that I had more information about the wife if she knew about it because I just find it very interesting. How long? How long had he been with his wife? How long had he been with her? Was she one that he manipulated in the past? Was she one that he he had like explained the plan to because obviously she knows that he took this 12 year old girl to Mexico <laughs> to freaking marry her but does and she though Cause yes because he got the legal paperwork back together yeah, to, to make right stuff. but she could have been manipulated the whole time too well how manipulated do you have to be to say uh, I never hey, did that here's a 12 year old I never did that I you was know, on a business trip you know well, McCall that's, that's no. interesting but if you look at modern day there's a group of people who shall remain nameless who will not believe anything but what one person says right now that's true so so the, but the thing, the thing that you got to understand is this paperwork was put together. They were filing this paperwork to make him come back into the country, and the reason why is because he he 
had told the two people, Marianne and Bob, I think that was his name too. Um, he had he had told these two people that you need to sign this paperwork and let me marry your daughter legally in the United States of America. You need to let me do this, and if you sign this paperwork, we'll let it we'll let it go. And then he said. We're going to bring up blackmail if you don't let me come back into the United States. So you have to know that she knew he married her she in Mexico. She orchestrated the blackmail if to get she rid did, of the affidavit. If she orchestrated the blackmail, if she orchestrated the blackmail, she's got to know. She's got to be in in this no in this inner crime circle. She's got to so, be. No, I agree. I, I think Freaking it, it's psychos. somewhere between those two. Like uh, producer brothers, I think raises a good point. Like, until you're there, I don't know that you know how far you'd go for a loved one. Oh, yeah. Like, Bill Burr has a great bit about it where he's like, I think it'd be great raising kids. We'll throw the ball around. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, if you kill someone, I want you to know you can tell me. No, no, I'm going to turn you in. What is this? It's not Dexter. I'm right, going to turn I'm you totally in. totally turning but you in. I mean, you don't know until you're there. But at the same yeah. time, I agree that I think she knew something. But I think the order is parents be wife. And the reason why I know B's the terrible one, B was going to do it regardless. The parents could have stopped it. This could have been... Maybe not a non-story. Maybe he would have moved on. But in this vacuum of a situation, it is the parents' fault. You know, and uh, while you say that, it makes me really curious. I don't know if you guys had thought about this at all. But there were the six other girls that had come forward that had said that they had been molested by him in the past. So it makes me curious if the other parents had gotten word of it. Had had done this, and he had tried to kind of manipulate them in the same way I mean, that they had manipulated. I would imagine he functioned he had, the same way. Yeah, he had tried to manipulate their parents in the same way, and they just shut him down, and so he moved, and that's why he moved to Pocatello. Well, that's what they. I think that's mm-hmm. what the the theory is about serial murderers, serial rapists, is that you can, if you study their crimes, you can see kind of an improvement. You can see patterns that change as they become more efficient. Right, and that was something that that Ted Bundy said too. Yeah. And you know they'll go back to their same their same kind of habits, but they get better at yes. their habits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm still gonna I'm gonna blame uh, the uh, B courts. Oh, courts too, because there were several times that they could have put them away. Oh yeah. And they just let them go after 14 days, 10 days, or whatever it was. Right. And see, that's the thing. Again, we talked about this at Bundy. We talked about the fire festival. Oh no, he's a businessman. He's in the church. He's a nice guy. What? Six years, 14 days. We'll call it square. I could not what believe is that. that garbage. It's 16 years down to 45 days down to off early 10 days. days. Yeah. 10 and days then, in prison. Yeah. Are you kidding and me? Then, and then he bought a fun park. He bought a fun <laughs> park. Kids go to fun parks. Yeah. How I didn't is even, that a thing? I didn't even think about that. I mean, it was like he bought a fun park. There probably wasn't was like, any oh. stipulations back in the day. Well, yeah, clearly. <laughs> Jeez, that's why he abducted her twice. Again, look, we talked about it in Ted Bundy. I get that there are holes and lapses and there are tragedies that make things the system evolve and get better. But, oh, my gosh, common sense will take you very, very far. (laughs) If he, as a serial molester, was able to move time and time again and do this again, guess what, moron family? Go to Utah. (laughs) Go to Arizona. Go to California. He lied to a school and said, I'm a secret agent. Protect my daughter. They're like, yeah, that checks out. That's good. You can move to Arizona and change your name. Who cares if he blackmails you? I cannot believe it. I can't even imagine. See, this this is watching this this documentary. I don't know if you guys had the same thought. Watching this documentary, I was like, I don't want kids. Nope. Mm-mm. Well, now, especially now, mm. like we're more intelligent, but the world's a more dangerous place. And oh, here, so much. This is what gets me about the parent thing again. 
If anything was to happen to, like, not even a kid. If something happened to your sister, your mom, you everyone people. describes it. You see red. So I need for to, this I to happen to twice, let me let me put a, let me put a let me put a uh, uh, asterisk. Go, Gosh, golly, B, you're just not a nice guy. Let me let me put an asker, asterisk here. <laughs> Asterisk. <laughs> I need to put that. How do you all say that? I need to put that Asterix. thing here. The star, the cute little star right here. I will never murder anybody. So I need to just like clarify that before like if I, I heaven forbid something happened and then it comes back to me because I said that I would murder somebody. I would yes. murder somebody. I don't somebody. take you seriously when you say that anyway. Okay, good. Yes, I, I wouldn't either. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, audible wink. Yes. <laughs> anyway, intern Tiny Tim. What do you think about uh, that whole all of it? Because you had a different you had a different attitude towards blame for Fire Festival, so I'm curious as to what yeah. you think about this. Yeah, same. Oh no, it's the parents' fault. I'm with AJ on this. I yeah. mean, me. So when we when I watched this, I watched this with my roommate, and we we're just in the living room. And every it wasn't like oh this is crazy. It was like every ten minutes of the documentary, we're like. Wait, what? How did this happen? What? Wait, what? It's like they're playing choose your own adventure. They're like, all right, so let your kid, let your daughter go with the kidnapper (laughs) or have us start talking to, you know what? It's fine. Go ride horses. It'll be great. Yeah, they literally chose every wrong one on the choose your adventure. But no, the the part that was wild was when the the guy was like, hey, can I take your daughter to so-and-so? I forgot what it was, like some... Horseback riding? Yeah, the first one? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, uh, can I take your daughter horseback riding? They're like, yeah, sure, you're a nice guy. There's no grown man in the world taking my daughter anywhere. No, of not, course it's not. It's like, I don't care if you were like, Why are you, if my right. best friend was like, hey, can I take your daughter? Like, wait, what? No, no get I, out. You Except can take her if I only, come with. The only but you know that, that now the, because of all of the stuff that has happened. The only yeah. person well, taking my did, daughter anywhere. That never anywhere happened back in the day. I just, just. Those two? Why not? Why not her yeah, sister? Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say the red you know, flag just, would be why true. just my oldest right. daughter. That's so yeah. weird. Because there was that neighbor that was like, we went on vacation with him, and he was weird, so we, we never spent any time. Yeah, with right. Exactly. How did they, they were smart. Out? Like this guy's weird. We're never gonna spend time with him. Maybe the they weren't part of the organization. Right. Right. I ain't see nothing, guys. I ain't see a thing. So the only person. Oh, the only person taking my daughter anywhere is my brother. That's it. Like, yeah. her, like Uncle Uncle Giovanni. Yeah, the wants uncle. To sure, that's fine. Boom. Right. But or like, like grandparents. Know, people I met in the community. Uncle. Like, hey, can I take your daughter somewhere? No. Oh, no. And see, this is funny because I think that brings up, and the community brings up an arrogance from a completely different side. Yeah. Because like I've had a my university had a school shooting, and the and I talked about it uh, plenty of times. But the attitude you always have is. It's not going to happen here. Right, never. It's never, never going to happen never here. Never going to happen here. This is a nice place. And that's yep. the mom's first sentence was, you knew everybody, you didn't lock your doors, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you're a moron. <laughs> like, is it Pocatello? Just people don't, just because it doesn't happen doesn't mean it can't. Like, right. Because that's oh my the gosh. first place that people the like thing that is, go is, to. Exactly. <laughs> but it's what I'm trying to say. naivety. I'm trying to say is they didn't know that that stuff happened. I get it. If I could, Back in so, the day, that's what I'm trying I know, to get I at. understand. So, it, so how would you know? No, no, hold on. Let, let me just raise a quick question. I told this to McCall as we prep for this podcast. So trigger warning because this is a sensitive subject. Uh, hold up. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, so trigger warning. So, so you bring that up. So I, uh, there was an interesting discussion. I, took film, I was a film major in, in college, and we watched... Um, I don't remember. I think it was Birth of a Nation, which is one of the most racist films of all time, and it's considered a cinematic masterpiece. Um, but the question was, oh, yeah, this if is you a were definite born in that warning. age, would you own slaves? 
To which everyone immediately goes, no! And one kid was intelligent enough to go, maybe. I don't know. And then everybody chastised him, and he goes, well, you can't say because you don't know how you were raised. Yeah. And so I get what you're saying, but to me, common sense transcends but, time. Okay, right. so how long, how long was it uh, that him and the family were... I guess hanging out, years. whatever. It was years. Years, years? before be- before, before he started. Before she was twelve, mm-hmm. they waited. They so waited because it was a it family was, friend. Yeah. So you're not. So you're telling me that you. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but say like, it were me. Yeah. So if it was McCall, <laughs> he just like shrugs his shit. So you've known her for a couple eyebrows. of years, and your kid wants to hang out with her now. That's, but you don't know okay, anything. So the the I think there's a little bit of a red flag like Gunner brought up and Tim brought, and Tiny Tim brought up about uh, just the daughter. Right. But if McCall, if you took my future hypothetical daughter, son, dog, cat, whatever, and you disappeared for a day, I'm calling the cops. I know. Yes, so, but you know that now. No, 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 no. She the, the mom's, information the now. The mom's first instinct was to call the cops, yeah. and then what? she thought she was hold like up, she talked herself up, out of it. Hold up, backtrack for just a second. What happened when my fiance went missing? He disappeared. He was gone for an hour and a half, and we called the cops. He was gone for one hour and a half by himself, and we called the cops. Not to get- I will one hundred percent guarantee if I were to have a kid and my kid were gone for like. Two hours and I had heard zero things, I would immediately call the cops. Okay, so, and I get what you're saying, and uh, that's where it would end for me. And Okay, so backtrack. Oh, it's a great neighborhood. Uh, everybody mows their yard. You get lemonade on Saturdays. It's great. I got it. Okay, <laughs> she's gone for two days. I'm calling the cops. She ends up being gone for five weeks, and they end up in Mexico. I am not only never allowing that guy near me. I might kill him. I'm going to beat him to death the second I see him. Right. Right, right. And I agree with you at that point. Yes, that that is. I'm make not me- like, oh, he got a fun park. Maybe he's chased. Let's send you to Jackson Hole by yourself. <laughs> right, exactly. You can live in his camper. It'll be great. <laughs> I agree with you up until that point. He's only kidnapped you once. <laughs> and let's not. And I've, as if much it were as twice, <laughs> maybe it'd be a different story. Two more times, he gets a punch card. I've, I've, I've criticized the parents it's so free. much. I've criticized the parents so much, but can we go back to the, the parents outside of the daughter? Now, the dad and that whole thing, good gosh, I don't, man, I feel so bad out. for him, though. Yeah. The mom, come on, he kidnapped your daughter and you're sleeping with him? I know. I've heard he's sleeping with the enemy, but good gosh. <laughs> yeah. You trying to figure out if your daughter had a good time? What are you doing? Right. Yeah, I don't I don't know. When she said that she had an affair with him or something, I was like, no, 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 you no, no. You see it coming the way the story was being Oh, I told. know, but I was like, no. Because she, no. she tried to plant the seeds. To me. Well, you know, I wasn't as satisfied. Then get a divorce, and I know it didn't happen then, but don't just step on your husband with your daughter's kidnapper. <laughs> and then the dad does it next. <laughs> That's the best part. That's- I was sitting on my couch, and yeah. I was to my roommate just joking around. I was like, yeah, now it's going to be the dad. Literally, Literally five minutes later, he's like, I just I let it happen. Him. I was like, I, <laughs> oh my God, I was right. 
and that what was the wild. interesting thing too it's is terrible. the interesting thing too is I don't know if, if that's what B was talking about, but the, the dad never talks about it again. Yeah. Whereas the mom kind of brings on the details throughout about mm-hmm. we met together, he touched right. he touched my boob, it was great. I and think she, she still going. feels them actually. But the, 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 in the <laughs> oh report God. in the report it says they entered into a homosexual relationship, which to me implies it happened more than there once. There was more than yeah. one, yeah. right? Well, he I never think, talks about it again. I thought they said that it happened like ten what, eleven, twelve or was that her? That's the mom. That was her. That's her. Right. Right. She over detailed eight, it over eight months. Fairly extensively, like how many yeah. times they've met. Because it okay. said that there were ten there were ten times that they had met over the course of eight months and and ten of those times, like eight or nine of them, he spent staying over for with Jan. Yeah. So he was just working his way around the whole family. But it's just so can nasty. just talk about that. Like God, so whatever. Gross. If if you're not happy, if the mom's not happy, Get the dad out. is interested in men, great. Communicate with each other for the love of God. Like again. We get it, okay? It was the 70s. We get that it was terrible to to come out. It was terrible to have an affair with somebody. It's still terrible to have an affair what? with somebody, okay? That's just how it no, is. No, don't get me wrong. But, because, he, like, I get it. They had the, the divorce, too. But right. The, that was the other part, too, is they're like, well, this guy's really manipulating. He slept with you. He slept with you. He kidnapped <laughs> our daughter. We should get a divorce. We're clearly the problem. And don't get me wrong. They're the problem. But at no point were they like... Well, maybe this guy. Maybe this I know, guy. Right? That's well, what and I that's when she says she says that she went to a to a lawyer or something, and he's like, "You got to cut out the cancer." It's like, finally, like you ding, guys ding, had to ding. cut the cancer out forever ago. Like, why are you still letting him? In your life, see your kids. You already know that he took your daughter. You already know that he kidnapped her and took her to Mexico and freaking married her in Mexico. Okay, marries, I'm changing mine. I'm changing mine. It's, it's the parents. Who thank marries, you. Who marries a 12 year old daughter? Unequivocally, the parents. Who marries unequivocally that? the parents. I, I cannot even wrap my head around this. Obviously, he's evil. He's a terrible, terrible, terrible yes. human being. He's oh, yeah. a piece of junk. I would say, yeah. I still, I, I don't know. I feel like it alternates depending on which part of the story we're at. Because yeah. I think at the very beginning, you feel bad for the parents. And then all of a sudden, things keep like progressing. And you're yeah. like, oh my God, what is happening? I, at the beginning, I feel bad for them like I do when somebody says something really stupid. I'm oh, like, oh, you honey. poor thing. <laughs> and, oh, then, honey. and then about was... 30 seconds later, I'm like, you are morons. <laughs> and there's still an hour and 15 minutes left in this. This isn't going to go well. If I was that girl, I wouldn't talk to my parents anymore. No, well, of well, course not. That's why, why she stopped. St- you know, right? Look, look. I rebelled much like any other teenager I didn't. does. And yeah, we know. I rebelled <laughs> as much as any other teenager. But I still trusted. You know, the parents have the call and what is good and right. what is wrong. Again, and that's like you. You should be able to talk to your parents. And that's that's so devastating that she didn't have the opportunity to just be like, "Hey, this is what's going on." Because I get it. He was manipulative. He was a psycho. And he apparently had his, a devastating opening pickup line too. Jeez. Well, <laughs> like I, I just understand that that this is the way that that he manipulated her into this. And not only do I, it's it's so heartbreaking to see that she didn't have that communication with her parents that she couldn't just talk to them they had two other kids and i get that her and karen and susan were like best friends and whatever but i just it's sad that they couldn't tell her that she couldn't say this is what's going on why in the world did you not go to therapy oh don't tell me the therapy didn't exist in the 70s because 
Gosh dang it, it did. And okay. Then, even if there's taboo about it, because I get there's taboo now. Look, they're in the church. We've we've highlighted the hypocrisy and all that in there. Go talk to someone. Go talk to the bishop. That's literally what he's there for. You could take the family in and be like, hey, this is going on, and then the bishop would be like. Yeah, that's not okay. Talk to I will tell you right now, the bishop would be like, yeah, uh-uh, mm-mm, done, you're done, you're done, nope, goodbye, goodbye, I can't. I don't know why. If, if you're going to be a new parent, watch this documentary because you can't screw it up any worse than they did. And I don't no. mean from the kidnapping part, I mean the lack of communication, like everything. the total fear of your kid, the inability to be stern about anything, the inability to communicate with each other, right. I mean, every step of the way, every detail. <laughs> Look, and we say it all the time because we talk about parenting stuff constantly on our morning show. We don't know what the right answer is. I'm not a parent. This is the wrong answer. This 100% is the wrong answer. If you want a guide because people say all the time they don't give you a book, they don't tell you what to do, watch this. And don't do what they do literally did. Literally everything I don't, opposite. I, I, I wouldn't recommend watching it. I, it was disturbing. Just it way is, too and disturbing. that's why I said, like, I started off, I get that 30, 35 girls were murdered by Ted Bunny, but this is way worse. I agree. You know, and, and with, with that, like Producer Butter said, like, it, it's very disturbing. It's very, very, again, that's why we issued the trigger warning at the very beginning with the ham horn. But it's very disturbing, but... The truth of the matter is these things happen See. and these things happen all the time. And this isn't this isn't the, the end of it. As much as I would like to say, oh, yeah, these two stories, this is all that happened. There is human sex trafficking that is happening yeah. day in and yes. day out. You need to be doing your research. If you're a parent, you need to be doing your research on these brand new things with the human sex trafficking, with with the. Just people trying to take your children. It's so scary. It's such a scary world out there. Watching this only yeah. like exemplifies this even more. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> trigger warning. One last question oh, because gosh. there's a theory that's come out about this because of the way that the, the parents again. have mismanaged it every step of the way. <gasps> Do you think there's any credence to the conspiracy theory that the parents not only knew what was going on, but wanted it to happen because they were going to sell the story because they've made a book. I don't remember if they've made a movie. They do talk constantly. A, they said there was a possibility of doing, um, of in the works of a possibility of the, of the movie. So there has been a financial but downfall. But that was, that was the, the girl, not the, right. the parents that were asked The that. mom wrote the book. Right. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but they, they didn't know when it was happening that they were going to write a book and... All but did they? I don't. Happen. I don't know. I don't think so. They look clueless yeah. in that documentary. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Did I think right. You think they would have figured that yeah. out? <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> the theory is, is that they did what they did so they could write the story nah, later. They don't yeah. have a maniacal bone in their body. They're clueless. You see, like every answer the dad gave, he's like, oh, <laughs> like you yeah. didn't know where he was. <laughs> There's no that's way. That's Alzheimer's. Uh, yeah. I honestly, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that they did it for. I don't think they did it for the fame. I really don't. Um, I don't. Think I, don't so I don't see. I don't see parents doing this kind of a thing for the fame. I don't see parents, even even as clueless as they are, I don't see parents doing this, exploiting their children like this. I don't I don't think that a sane person would be able to exploit their children to this extent. I also do not think that the way that the storyline played out, I don't think that they could have manipulated it like that. I think that was all in his head because I think as soon as he would have brought up, okay, well, now I'm going to have sex with you and now you're going to do things with your hands over here. I think well, they both would have been like, eh, 
I don't think so. And you had sex with my daughter too? Oh, mm, no. I think later on, maybe. Like after it had already happened. Like yeah. during yeah. the Netflix like documentary. Yeah, they were like, oh, you know what sounds good? Hey, you want to come kidnap Jan again? No, no, no. 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 I'm She's saying, like 60 I'm saying, years old. I'm saying is I think later on they thought, oh, maybe we could sell this story and make some money. Maybe, Freak, I've thought that about okay. my own life. I, I, have, I have so many points that I need to address okay, that you go. said. So the, the manipulation, there's there's history of people doing it. There's there's history from stars taking advantage of their kids who've become, mm -hmm. who've become celebrities right. to child, child abuse has existed forever. Well, so to say, to say that that couldn't happen, I don't agree with. And then to say no sane person could do it, well, duh. Right. That would explain <laughs> why they made the absolutely dumbest choices the whole way. <laughs> but watching, watching her body language, watching his body language throughout the entire documentary, watching the way that they they react to different conversations. I really don't think that they did. Like, I can see it yeah. because it looks like genuine. It doesn't look like it's staged. There's a lot of things that you can look at and you can see, oh yeah, these guys look like they're actors and you know that this is staged. You know, even when you watch a movie. They have they have had years to rehearse it. Like, that's not a valid I excuse I don't either. care. If you watch, I honestly, that... If anybody knew about it, I would say maybe the mom did, but I don't think the dad did. I don't. With the sorrow and the somberness and, and the really the way that he responds to everything, his whole body language, he just shuts down everything. These are not things that you rehearse the way that your body arches, the way that your shoulders drop. These aren't things that you can just like pop off and be like, oh yeah, let me shrug my shoulders. Like that was one thing my mom used to tell me growing up when I was playing volleyball. She could tell when I started to get discouraged and as soon as she could tell that I was starting to get discouraged while we were playing it's because my shoulders would drop and my shoulders would always drop and that was that's something that I've always watched in people to see if they are genuinely upset or if it's something that that they have staged that they're pretending to be upset about is the way that their body language is I've studied body language for a long time and so I think that watching the two of them respond and react to these conversations I don't think that they rehearsed it I don't know I think there's a, there's some legitimacy that you can make an argument along the way. I could see that, but still, I don't think they did. Parents are morons. I don't think I don't think that they staged it. I don't ever want to have kids, so I'm sorry. That's just <laughs> <laughs> plain and simple. That's the end of it. And why would you take that kind of risk in the first place? While it's happening, you don't even know if it's the story is going to come out, you know, and be this yeah. big, huge, popular thing. Why would you even take the risk to, you know? I know that there's not, like, at that point, like, because that's been a, a recurring theme for this, like, what did you know then at that point in time? I know that that's not something that was common, but I think you can bank on the fact that the story was so insane that you could do something with it. And and, and, and I think there's different ways. There's the, the theory that they all knew about it, and that's how they operated. There's also, it could potentially be the fact that the parents just put their kids in the situation and knew what B was going to do and that was how they manipulated it like they just let it go you know you could you could say that but we've seen over the course of this last week and a half Jesse Smollett who is the actor for in Empire you've seen the way that that his stuff has come out and how quickly his stuff has come out this documentary has been out for like what two months three months something like that don't you think that they would have already dug to the bottom of it to find it because I feel like they would have died well, right, but his wife was in on all of the things. If his wife understood all of this stuff and created all of these legal documents, I'm pretty sure they would have had the discussions. I'm pretty sure they would have. She would have known. What if the the conspiracy is that the parents were the mastermind? That B thought he was the one manipulating. When the other way around, it was like, oh no, 
just let him run his course. Well, I think that I think that with this, they probably have already gone and taken them into psychic evaluations. They've probably gone in and had these conversations. I just I do not think that that's that that's the case. And and where everything with with Jesse has just spun so quickly and people have gotten to the bottom of it so quickly. I think they would have gotten to the bottom of it way earlier had it been. I mean, this book has been out for how many years? This book has been out forever. He came to he came to Dixie State University back before it was Dixie State. And he went down there and had the stalking charges pressed against him during that whole situation in what? 1990 something. And they had these conversations with him. Yeah, but I think that you could make the argument that public perception makes it so that you're not going to buy his story because he's a piece of garbage, right? That's the, the whole thing paints it that way. I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he's not. He did terrible things. He's a piece right. of garbage. But if they control the narrative, which they do because they released the book, they go on the speaking tours, they won the trials, they control the story. So right. it's Ooh. very easy to box him out. And no. then he killed himself. Oh, you got me. Right. And Maybe you it could- was all made up. Well, no, I don't think no, that's true. There's no, a lot of I documentation don't at all. I don't for that, at all. so I don't think it's made um, up. No, I could, I could see that. But, again, I think they would have gone back into it. I think they would have done a deeper dive, because I'm sure that this is not the first time that the questions have been have been made. Do you think he staged this? Do you think that they, the family staged this? I don't think this is the first time that this question has been made, and I don't think it's the first time that the question has been proposed since he died. Like I think that this conversation happened probably before he died. Because you see, you see the responses that he made and the responses that he said when he was like, "Oh no, none of these things are true. None of these things actually happened." Blah blah blah. Why would he come forward with that? Why would he say that if they had already staged the whole thing? If he knew he was guilty, like if he came forward and, and he said he's because <laughs> he doesn't want to go to jail. Any any reason why anybody would say they're not guilty? Well, he was already found guilty. Like he already like pled guilty. Ted Bundy was too. He pled his innocence until he found out he was going to get electrocuted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Even after that, that was fair. I, I don't know. I just, I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's what happened. Okay, final thoughts on both of these. Where they rank among other documentaries you've watched? Bruce Butters, or just this whole these war are, of these, serial killers. These slash are the crime. first two documentaries that I've really watched. Sad day. Uh, yeah. I am on a documentary kick now, though, and I am watching all of them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've watched a lot of documentaries, uh-uh. but um, I've I've seen a show. I'm trying to think what it's called. Um, Escaping Polygamy. Oh yeah, I need to go watch that. Which is kind of up there with you know because they kind of go into how they were manipulated and how they're so scared about leaving. Uh, right. I don't know the cult, because it's basically. A, because it's I don't the, know that organization. The, yeah. What was the. <sighs> It's What's been the on syndrome for a few called? Stockholm. Stockholm. That's right. Yeah, I couldn't remember like, what it was they're called. They're literally afraid to leave. Right. Mm-hmm. Leave because they think that they're going to go to hell. Yep. If they leave. Because it's a it's a manipulation. It's crazy. So, I'd probably put the uh, the abducted one up there, the top. Um, I didn't think the Ted Bunny one was as scary. Like everybody watched it before me was like, I can't sleep at night, and it's creepy. It, and he's it obviously a terrible scary. person. It didn't yeah. disturb me as much as the abducted and yeah, yeah, yeah. abducted plate site just gave me chills to my yeah. bone. Yeah, it literally 
almost made me physically ill. Mm-hmm. Like I was sitting on my bed watching it and Dustin was sitting next to me watching Freak the Punisher or something like that. Some Marvel Netflix. That's some, what they some. needed. And yeah, they did need the Punisher. <laughs> and I was sitting there watching it and Dustin would like tap me on the shoulder and I would just be like, what? Like I was so encompassed in this documentary I wanted to like throw up I think it's because you're so surprised by like shocked yeah it's your stupidity I mean I know this is hard to fathom guys but the documentary made me really mad (laughs) who would have guessed hold on hold on you and Dustin were watching two different shows next to each other yes okay he was watching the TV and I was watching my (laughs) my my only question was was my closing statement thank you (laughs) I was watching on my phone (laughs) Dustin doesn't do well with um like documentaries like that, like twisted, sick documentaries. He doesn't do well with makes it. Makes like, him queasy. Makes him super sick. Mm. And so like we started watching the Ted Bundy ones and he was like, I can't watch this. Like this makes me ill. He'll be fine watching the Ted Bundy or the abducted plane side. It's totally good. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. No. totally. No. If he can't handle the Ted Bundy ones, he's not going to handle them. <laughs> No. Yeah, the Ted Bundy one didn't bother me as much. No, and I think I've I've read like a, his Wikipedia stuff like that. So I don't know if it was that, but I'm, you guys saying all the same things. That's what I thought too. I think it was... Interesting, slightly disturbing at points, but interesting to hear his voice. But the abducted yeah. in plain sight one to me just it blows me away. Mm-hmm. Like it'd be one thing if it was just the story, like if they had like reenacted certain scenes with actors, like this is a dramatization, right? Right. But to have the parents, the daughter, all that, and have them tell the story, I'm like, oh my gosh, really? Right. And then have the clips. Oh my, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, I couldn't handle it. I don't know. I think that the, both of those, I really. I don't want to say enjoyed them, but I. How dare you? Y- yeah, you know what I mean, though. Like I feel it like got your interest. It yeah, definitely piqued my interest. Um, I'm gonna end up watching more documentaries here soon. I'm going to watch all of them. There's a brand new one on Netflix that's like Inside True Crime or something like that, and it breaks down. There's like five episodes, and it breaks down. There's like drug lords and like serial killers. And I think I'm gonna watch the Mind of a Criminal. Mind of a Criminal is that what's called? I think it's the same one. It's Inside, picture, it has it's a picture like, of Jeffrey Dahmer on the yeah, front. Yeah, and it's like blue and whatever. Oh, yeah, so it, there's five of them. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, so there's there's like five episodes in there, and it's Inside the Mind of a Criminal, and it's like... Yeah, I'll probably watch yeah, that. I have no interest there's, in watching any of that. There's yeah. five different episodes. It, it'll be fun. It's very you've, interesting. I, I think you've watched the worst one at this point. Oh, you have. I just, they just don't interest me this at all. This has nothing to do with documentaries, it. but I got stuck on Umbrella Academy. I haven't started watching that one yet. Fuego. Um, it's fire. A little bit of Netflix recommendations here at the end of the Drop yeah. the Mic. You're welcome. Uh, what about Hulu? I have no recommendations okay, This isn't a podcast about streaming services. No. <laughs> Stay on point. The family's a bunch of morons, okay? That was our point. Yep. Well, yeah. Documentaries. Here Done. we go. I'm trying to see if I can find it, but now everything's just like black on my screen. Perfect. So. Anyway, job, I Nicole. think it's just called Inside the, Inside the Mind of a Killer so, or something. Or Inside the Mind of... <laughs> Thank you once again. The full group in for this. Thank you once again to Intern Young Gun. See you later. Intern Tiny Tim. Yeah. Mr. Butters. Aw. This, <laughs> this has been AJ McCall. Drop the mic on Psycho Documentaries.